If I could speak to our seniors just briefly this morning, and this will be kind of a brief lesson. There's one thing I would say to you, uh, and, and it would begin with a story found of all places in the book of Mark. You have this weird text in Mark of where Jesus is walking along the Sea of Galilee when he sees four fishermen, Peter, Andrew, James, and John, who wouldn't have been much older than you guys. That's one thing you need to realize. John was probably maybe 18, 19 years old. And so I know some of y'all are that age. James may be a little bit longer, a little bit older. Peter and Andrew, we don't know for sure. But, but Jesus comes walking along the Sea of Galilee. See these guys working and simply says to them, follow me. And strange enough, they follow him. Now, if you've ever watched this kind of in a movie format, it's almost as if Jesus is this strange guru that comes along. He's a couple of inches above the ground. He looks at Peter and Andrew, James and John, says, follow me. And they, like a bunch of zombies, get out of their boats and start following Jesus. It wasn't quite that way. In fact, if you go over to John's gospel, you find out that actually both Peter, Andrew, James, and John, those two sets of brothers, had already been followers of John the Baptist simply because they knew God was at work in the world. And if there was a message I could say to you right now, God is still at work in the world. And so they had gone down to be baptized by John, and while there, amazingly, had met Jesus. Same thing that happened over in Mark, also in Matthew's gospel. They followed him. Notice the word there. Turning around, Jesus saw them following. And then finally, when they said, Lord, where are you staying? Come and you'll see. Most important message in all of Scripture. Follow Jesus by coming and seeing. In fact, if you go through the text, that follow me becomes two of the most important words in all of Scripture. You guys have got to make a decision. Who are you going to follow in the world? And you're either going to make that, that decision intentionally or you're just going to by default make that decision. But you will make that decision. And in the New Testament, you see Jesus constantly saying to people, follow me. I love the story of Matthew, a tax collector. A guy who, who was really doing well financially, but who was empty inside. And Jesus said, follow me. And he did. In fact, when you turn over to Luke chapter 9, Jesus invites everyone. But he says, if you're going to follow me, you've got to deny yourself, take up your cross daily, and follow me. And I want you to notice, this is my paraphrase of this. Whoever wants to join the journey. That's kind of our motto here at Hendersonville. Join the journey. Same thing as following Jesus. You've got to deny yourself, take up your cross daily, and again, follow Jesus. And here's kind of the way we've described it over the last three years. That it's all about joining his body, becoming made into his image, and doing his work. Now, I want to point out something that Jesus did. And y'all listen to me very carefully. Jesus, when he began to preach, his message was a very simple message. It was a message of repent, which simply means change. Everybody needs to change and then believe the good news. And the word that we use as Christians for this good news is the word gospel. I mean, that was the message of Jesus. There is good news for the world, and all of us need to hear that, but do we hear the right good news? Because if you turn over to Galatians, Paul very quickly, after the church had been created, John was talking about the book of Acts. This is from over around Acts chapter 14, Acts chapter 15. 
But Paul already had established churches where people were coming in behind with a false gospel. In fact, Paul, notice what he says here, verse 7, which is really no gospel at all. It's really not good news. And in fact, he gives a warning that anyone who preaches to you a gospel other than the gospel that Paul had preached, they need to be accursed. Everybody listen to me this morning. We live in a world of a lot of different gospels here in America. And they're everywhere. And we've got to be discerning as to which good news is the real good news. I just grabbed five real fast. One of the big false gospels out there is the transactional gospel. It's been going on for now over 100 years. And it's a very simple gospel. All you've got to do is believe in Jesus Some people would say, say the sinner's prayer. Others would say, get baptized. But once you do that, guess what? You've got your get-out-of-jail-free card. That's all you've got to do. Just just somehow make an acknowledgement that Jesus is Lord. And and I've had people who have said to me, well, you know, I think they were baptized a long time ago. I mean, they haven't been to church in years. They haven't professed faith in years. But they were baptized, or they did say the sinner's prayer. And y'all... You can't follow Jesus like you buy life insurance. You can't do it. If you got a car, you got car insurance. It's not the same. It's a false gospel. Another one is the health and wealth gospel. There's a lot of people that will tell you, especially preachers on television, but not just preachers on television, but a lot of them are especially on television. They'll tell you that God wants you to be healthy and he wants you to be really wealthy. And, of course, they, the way they say that is, by the way, if you'll just give to this TV ministry, then God will give to you. And, boy, I've seen it over the years. I've had people send me letters saying, if you'll just take the largest check you can write, send it to me, then God's going to bless you. And for them, it's all about getting wealthy through God. And God doesn't pl- promise us wealth. He promises his presence. A third one, and by the way, This right here is not a prescription for how to get wealthy. It's a description of what will happen if you give to God. The third one is the gospel of the left. This is the one y'all have got to watch out for. The gospel of the left is a gospel that says, you know what, the Bible, it really needs to be reinterpreted. It was written at a different time to a different group of people. And, and you know, it's a living document, which means that it changes from time to time. And so you really need to, you know, kind of go, well, maybe the Bible doesn't teach what it says. Maybe we need to reinterpret that. Same thing was happening in the first century. Frustrated Jesus, I mean, to no end. Jesus says, the Old Testament says, honor your father and mother. But you know what? Jack, if you don't want to honor your father and mother, just take all the money you make, put it in a bank account, declare it Corbin, it belongs to God, and then you don't even have to pay for John's nursing home expenses. It's that simple. You can just kind of reinterpret the text. Dad, I, I love you, but you know what? I've got to give what I make to God. And Jesus says that won't work. You can't reimagine the gospel. And then, by the way, on the opposite side, gospel to the right. That's the gospel I was raised on. It's a gospel that basically says if you want to be right with God, you've got to be right with everything in the Bible. You've got to get it all right. You can't mess up anywhere because if you mess up anywhere, you mess up everywhere. And of course, the problem with the gospel to the right 
is that none of us can get it all right. I mean, you turn over to Acts, and the early Christians had a big fight over this. The Jews saying, you Gentiles, which is us, you Gentiles got to get all the law right. And Peter says, listen, we couldn't do that. Why do we want to bind that on the Gentiles? By the way, I don't need to get it right, and you don't need to get it right. Because Jesus already got it right. It begins with you putting your faith and following him, and he'll lead you in the direction you need to go. And then the fifth gospel, well, that's another huge one right now, is the consumer gospel. This will be one you'll be tempted to follow. It basically says you go out shopping for a church like you go shopping for a brand new car. I mean, you just go out there and you find one that's got, you know, I mean, it's the best driving, it's the best worshiping, it's the best whatever it is, and that's the one you choose because it meets your needs. The problem with the consumer gospel is it's more like Hollywood or Broadway than it is about what the Bible teaches. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not about your needs being met, it's about God's needs being met for you, in you, and through you. You see, Jesus does have a plan for each of you. I believe that with all of my heart. And it comes down to a simple process. Are you going to be someone who believes the true gospel? And the true gospel is what we heard this morning coming out of Matthew chapter 28. Of where Paul, uh, excuse me, where Jesus simply said to the apostles, you go and make disciples of all nations. You baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then you teach them about me. I love the way Eugene Peterson puts it. He says, go out and train everyone you meet far and near in this way of life. Again, seniors, listen to me. You will choose a style of life. You, you will pick it. You will, you will either do it by intentionality or you'll do it by default. But you will live a certain way in your life. If you follow Jesus, you've got to live, live his way. And, of course, it begins by saying, you know what, I'm in. Being born again of water and the Spirit, baptized in the threefold name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the promise of Jesus is if you'll keep following him. If you keep following him, he'll, he'll always be with you. Take up your cross daily and follow me. I can't say it any clearer than this last line right here. Daily follow me. Y'all fixing to leave home, some of you are. And when you leave home, mom and dad's no longer there to tell you when to come in. Now, Jack, in the case of Harding, they'll tell you when to come in. But anyway, mom and dad won't be there anymore, you know. And you'll be able to run around with whoever you want to run around with. You'll be able to stay out as late as you want to stay out. I mean, nobody's going to be looking over your shoulder to tell you, hey, don't do that or do do that. I mean... Y'all are going to have to make up your own mind. Who's going to guide you every day? Jesus in Matthew 11 said something beautiful. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. One word of advice from your preacher. Learn about Jesus. I mean, if there's anything I could tell you that's going to change your life, and, and hopefully send it in a great direction. It's one word, and it's called Jesus. And Jesus is found there. Very simple. I mean, Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away. 
my words will never pass away. And if y'all will remember that, y'all will do all right. And by the way, that's true of all of us. That's what discipleship is all about. Learning who Jesus is, following him with our lives, beginning that journey in baptism, and then being faithful to it until the day we die. That's what the gospel is all about. And if today you need to begin that journey, you've got an opportunity to do it right now. If, if, if you haven't ever confessed Jesus as Lord, been buried with him in baptism, do it today. Do it today, right now. As together we stand and sing. In-